to Jets Nation. You're getting a general manager that is a relentless worker, someone that understands a winning culture, someone that is going to strive to put a product on the field each Sunday that competes for greatness. We're going to find passionate people that love the game of football, that they hate losing more than they love winning. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Jets Way Podcast. It's Jake, Sean, Lorenzo, back again to talk some more about the New York Jets. And finally, as Sean alluded to last podcast, some positive stuff to discuss on this podcast. It's a, a nice transition into season two. Boys, how are we doing? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. Doing the same. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. We'd love to hear back from you. Leave your feedback. Love the commentary in the comments of the reviews. It's definitely uh, worth worth reading these days. So you enjoy what you hear. Definitely helps out the show. Leave a five-star review. We appreciate it all here at the Jetsway Podcast. So, boys, here we are. Robert Sala, officially pen to paper, the next coach of the New York Jets. Plenty of staff hires so far, particularly on the offensive side of the football. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into other possible moves, maybe a little bit of a preview to free agency. Who knows? But first, we are going to bring back a very popular segment of this show, and that is the fan mailbag. And uh, we don't want to jump the gun on anybody, so we're going to get to mailbag first and answer all the questions we have received and all of our best ones. So let's get on into it, boys. So our first question comes from at Jared Solero. And this is a definitely an interesting one here. Do you think the Sam? Do you think Sam Darnold would be a good fit for the Steelers? What would the retur- Jets want in return? I have an I have a new fit for Sam, but I want to hear what you guys say. Um, I think he could be a pretty good fit for the Steelers. Uh, good offense. Uh, good culture and coaching there, so he'd be in good hands. As far as the return. I feel like that's the toughest, toughest question right now about the about Sam and and his return. Like no one really knows. We thought early on in the season it would be higher. People start throwing out maybe a third round pick now, but now we're hearing two seconds maybe. So it's it's very tough what the return could be. So that that's a very hard question, but that's a very good question as well. Yeah, I, I also agree. Steelers would probably be a good fit. You know, they have good weapons around them, especially if they potentially bring back Juju. Uh, going after Sam would be ideal for them. Um, I think he would be good for the Texans. Uh, he would be good for the 49ers. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think a se- I was hearing a second and a fifth, potentially a third. Um, but any sort of draft capital helps, in my opinion. I actually don't love the fit for Pittsburgh, and I'm going to explain why. I think financially it makes no sense for the Steelers. Um, if you have Ben Roethlisberger coming back, Sam Darnold has – two years left on his rookie deal. And it, it could just be one if you don't pick up his fifth year option for 25 million against the cap. So are you really a team that is going to bring back a quarterback? That's what's Ben going to be next year, 40, 41, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So if you do that, does it really make sense spending $25 million on Sam Darnold? If you pick up the fifth year option, probably not. So at the same time, What's more valuable to the Steelers, a second round pick where you could potentially bring in somebody that could be that not a missing piece of Super Bowl, but definitely help 
your team out in the immediate future, whereas Darnold obviously would be sitting on the bench behind Roethlisberger. So I don't love that fit there. Um, I think what the Steelers are going to do is they might draft a guy in the draft and start him up on his rookie deal and let him learn behind Roethlisberger for a year, maybe two. I think that's uh, the better business for them. My favorite fit for Sam, if the Jets were to elect to trade Sam Darnold this offseason, how about the Los Angeles Rams? And wow. I read this week that Jared Goff and Sean McVay need, was it marriage counseling or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Something. Re- I mean, you lose to the Jets and Adam Gase. So <laughs> clearly something's wrong. So I think that would be a great fit for Sam. I think Sean McVay is the type of coach that can kind of repair a guy with talent that hasn't been guided properly. It's going to put him in positions to succeed. Sam, the Cali kid from Los, I think he's from Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. I know he's from California. Played his college games uh, where the Rams play. Maybe not the new, uh, was it Sulfi Stadium it's called? Yeah. So probably didn't play there, but you, you get you get my point here. I think uh, I want to see Sam in a position where he can succeed if the Jets elect to move off him. I don't want to see him in the AFC. I think the Rams, they don't have a first-round pick this year. I believe they have a second-round pick, though, right? Mm-hmm. I know they gave up a lot in the Jalen Ramsey trade. So how about a second round pick and kill me all you want here? How about a guy like Daryl Henderson that's behind Cam Akers on the depth chart that has showed a couple of things this year and can sh- maybe be a good fit in this new offense we're implementing here. I think that that would be a pretty nice return. It's not going to be the earliest of second round picks, but a second round pick and a guy who can come in here and contribute. I think, I think that's a pretty fair deal for Sam. And he's out of the AFC, out of your hair. So, um, any, what do you guys think, Rams or? That's, I kind of like that. That's a very interesting uh, proposal you had there. I think the Rams could also be one of those teams that that's a good fit, you know? But they do have that golf contract too, so that's another part of it. Well, well, here's my reasoning for that. Sam does have it. You, if you're the Rams, you really don't have to pick up Sam's. How many years mm. does Goff have left on his contract? I don't think I he think has. Three. Three or f- it has to be like three. He signed it like at least two years ago when Gurley was there. But they did want to push Goff for the job. So let's say Sam and Goff compete this this training camp or Ty goes to Goff. Year starts off, Goff isn't really performing. You can put Sam in there and see what he's got for like half the season. And if it's working out, you could pick up Sam's fifth-year option and maybe kind of buy out Goff's not buy out, but you could do kind of what the Cleveland Browns did when they traded for Brock Osweiler, essentially just bought a second round pick. Yeah. So it, it, he's a free agent in 2025, but there's an out after 2023, but his cap hits are pretty big until, yeah. Until 2024, pretty much. He's like over a $30 million cap hit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think if you're the Rams, maybe try to figure it out. I think that's the perfect fit. It's it's funny because the other fit that I really like is the San Francisco 49ers. I, I think that's the perfect offense for them, and we're, we're bringing the San Francisco 49ers here. So um, I'm not completely writing Sam off here. I think there's still a world where he could succeed here, and if that's the avenue they go, that they have a plan, and we'll see. Leading up to our next question – we're gonna let the cat. We're gonna let the cat out of the bag here. I think it's kind of like the elephant in the room here for the podcast at uh, this current moment in time. What is the most you're each willing to give up in a Watson deal? And this is from Nick's or nothing. 
a lot of nothing lately from the Knicks. I don't know. Stop I'm, it. I'm, I'm Stop not it. trying to throw shade at everyone, but four straight wins. James, Hall, uh, well, uh, another Stop it. Another Stop it. <laughs> so what are we thinking here for Deshaun Watson? Is it realistic? What's your trade packages? Um, it's hard. I, I, I'll save my thoughts, but um, Sean, let's start off with you because you, you love just talking about Zach Wilson and how he could be the second coming. Deshaun Watson, we we interested, we not. We What do you think? I mean, if it's Deshaun Watson, there's no way you can't be interested. Joe Douglas absolutely has to pick up that phone. Now this is like a uncharted territory for the NFL, kind of. It's like 25-year-old quarterback kind of entering his prime. Um, so the compensation is like kind of tough to think of, but just a proposal that I had was the second this year, the Seattle pick this year, and the Seattle pick next year. That and you probably need to add more to that. It's it's Wait, Deshaun Watson. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry, Lorenzo. I know you you have a lot to offer here. So you think we're gonna get Deshaun Watson? Did you say the second the second overall pick or second yeah. round pick? Second overall. Okay, so second overall. Yeah, if I said second round, I, I, that's, I, I that's heard, on me. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm. Uh, did he say? I heard second. He said the so second. He said he, he second. said the second. Okay, I was like, you, you think we're getting him without giving up the second second yeah. overall pick? So Not second yet. overall. So we're giving up two firsts this year. And giving the, up the Seattle pick next year. The Seattle pick next year, and you probably need to add more. Like, I don't know how far I'm, like, I'm willing to go, honestly. That's already a lot right there, but that's pretty good deal for Deshaun Watson in my mind. But pretty probably good have deal. to throw, throw some second-round picks in there. Maybe they want a player. I saw some Quinn and Williams questions. I don't know about all that, but we'll see. I mean, that's, that's a lot right there, but I, I think it's worth it. And you definitely need to add on to that, probably. Go ahead, Lorenzo. I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts. <sighs> I, I I really want Deshaun Watson. I mean, a potential trade package for me is like we get Deshaun, maybe like a fourth or fifth round pick in return. I would definitely give up number two this year. Um, I would give up 23. Um, I would give up next year's Seattle pick. I uh, try to keep ours. I, I would hope so. You would probably have to add in Sam to that deal and potentially another second or third. Yeah, I don't think Darnold needs to be in the deal. It depends how the, the Texans view him. Yeah, it depends what they want at, at two, obviously. But Guys, it's very simple. You could have whatever you want. <laughs> it, I, I, I don't think I've heard a trade package where I don't think I'd say yes to. I think, to be honest with you, I would trade both our first-round picks this year and both our first-round picks next year and, and get this deal done. Um, are we drafting a quarterback this year that's going to be better than Deshaun Watson? No. No. It, if they keep Sam Darnold and trade back, are it, are they going to get guys better than Deshaun Watson? No. Is uh, or should I say, is Darnold at his best going to be what Deshaun Watson is? No. <laughs> um. So this is pretty easy for me. I would trade four first round picks. I'd get Deshaun Watson. I don't care about no fourth round. That's great and all, but if that's going to be the deciding factor of getting a deal done. No need to to waste any time there. You outbid the Miami Dolphins. You keep him from going to Miami at all costs. We cannot have the Bills on the rise. We can't have the Dolphins finishing 10-6 and six without a quarterback and not making the playoffs. So the Lord, I mean, Deshaun Watson goes there. What's their record? 13-3? and three? So we, we just got out of the way from Tom Brady. We don't need Deshaun Watson tormenting us for the next decade plus. So um, he's already signed to a long-term deal. Jets have plenty of cap space, four first-round picks, and let's start building with 
with Deshaun and expedite this process by a solid four or five years. I think that's that's putting it accurate. And uh, I think what Deshaun Watson needs to do is take a page out of the NBA playbook here. You need to tamper at all costs. You need to start analyzing the landscape of the league, see the Jets have all this cap space. You need to hit up Allen Robinson say, hey, you know, Jets, uh, I'm trying to force my way there. You know, they, we can make it happen here. We could join forces here. Can't Same can't be said everywhere else. If you go to Miami, can they really still spend money this offseason? I heard it's like he's only got like a $10 million hit, but they're not going to – you you get what I'm saying here, boys. They're not going to commit to a guy who's going to be making $40 million for the next, what is it, three years or something like that. They're not going to spend that much this year, and teams aren't going to be spending a lot this year. The stars are aligning here for us to, to make a big splash here and uh, get some fans back because there's a lot of upset customers out there and you want to come back here with fans and season tickets. Let's give these, let's give these people a chance to, uh, you know, renew their packages because I, I wouldn't blame them if they didn't want to this year. Yeah. That's you, you bring up great points. Yeah. That all that was music to my ears. Um, Him to Miami would be catastrophic for us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. We have a big opportunity here, and I hope Joe Douglas is seriously interested. Yeah, he, he needs to make it happen. If he's traded and it's not to the Jets, if he's not traded, it is what it is. The Texans are doing the right thing by not trading him. But, uh, yeah, if Douglas had a vision for this team, this is what a good general manager needs to do. Plans change. Plans change. A good general manager sees a great, rare opportunity and runs with it and can adapt. We talk about coaches adapting and making adjustments. A general manager needs to as well. And I'm going to bring up basketball again. We saw it with the Brooklyn Nets. They're preaching culture and assets and all this. As soon as the stars became available, they made it happen and blew up their whole future. So it it can be done before. And Douglas, make the call. Make the Texans tell you no if he's not for sale and outbid anybody and get us a franchise quarterback. I I would say – third or fourth best quarterback in the league. He's top five for sure. Is there any <laughs> objections to that? Oh, 25 years old. I mean, yeah, this, <laughs> bring this, them on. this never happens. This never happens. Of a guy like this becomes available. And some of these jet fans really crack me up. These are the same people that wanted to spend so much money on Kirk cousins. <laughs> what was it? I think it was like three, three or four years ago when Kirk cousins was, uh, I don't, I don't remember, but they all wanted Kirk cousins, 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 cousins. They're like, oh, we, you know, future ass. Give me a break, people. Like, we're, like the Jets have had so much luck drafting people over the last couple of years that we really need to worry about these lottery tickets. Give me a break. Give me a break. Get get over yourselves. Come on, you need a little excitement in your life. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> anyway, shifting gears here a little bit more to the defensive side of the football with these fan fan questions. Uh, we have at Joe Horning, PTDPT, asks, who's your ideal defensive coordinator? Still have not hired one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, any names circulating in the Rumorville that uh, any of you boys are looking at? or um, One you know, one name I heard there? is Jeff Olberg. Uh, I think that's how you say it, from the Falcons. He Something got promoted like that. to defensive coordinator when uh, Dan Quinn got fired and they promoted promoted Raheem Morris, but I think that's that's definitely a name to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh I mean I'm really open to that. Um you know, I definitely just want a veteran guy in here so that Sal doesn't have to 
worry too much about being a head coach and calling defensive plays. Um, I actually like the Aaron Glenn hire to the Lions, I believe it was, as their defensive coordinator. Um, that was good for them. I'm good with like a Marvin Lewis, uh, Chris Richard. Um, you know, just one of those type of guys that he's been a defensive coordinator. Obviously, Richard and Salah um, have their history as well. Um, I believe back it was in Seattle. Um, so that, that, that could be a guy for us, I believe. Yeah, keep the Falcons guy at home. Uh, they're probably going to hire him, I guess. But if I had the choice, I'd probably keep him at home. When I think of the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think of that defense. And did, what did they do? They weren't that great. No, they definitely weren't weren't up there. But so, they developed well, some guys. Yeah, the name I like a lot is Chris Richard. We didn't talk about him a lot um, on the last podcast because we were kind of just hopping on here, giving our we, a lot of adrenaline was running last podcast. We didn't have a lot of time to, to really think things to ourselves. We just kind of hopped on and uh, discussed the hire. But I like Richard. Runs the four three base defense. A lot of that Tampa two cover three that I think. The league is – you don't really see a lot of these 3-4 defenses because you have to get to the quarterback. It's very tough to get to the quarterback in a 3-4 defense without blitzing. All right, you have to be able to disguise blitzes and have the personnel for that. The Jets have personnel for a 4-3 defense. They've had personnel for the 4-3 defense for the last, I don't know, 10 years, and they just never seem to adapt to that. And I think you put Quinn and Williams in a three technique, just tell him, hey, go get it. Go get it. Go crazy. I think we're going to see even more from him. I think there's a couple other free agents out there. Where that, I don't want to spoil anyone's question here, but there's there's guys that we can bring in here to really fit this scheme that have familiarity with Salah and maybe even Chris Richard. So um, I, I think that would be my pick. I, I like Marvin Lewis too, So, but I, I don't think Marvin – well, Marvin's not going to get a head coaching job, so maybe he settles for a, a D coordinator job in the NFL. So – Definitely something to, to keep an eye on there. Anywho, believe this is our last one before we uh, get into some more conversation here. At a Fingerhut eight asks, are there any defensive free agents that would excite you if the Jets brought them in? Yeah, we we need we need defensive help. So that's definitely there's definitely some names I'm I'm looking at. So is there any anybody on your uh, wish list, boys? Take this one first, Lorenzo. Uh, I'm liking Matthew Judon from the Ravens, Richard Sherman potentially. Um, definitely just a pass rusher and a cornerback. I think those are the two positions that we need the most help in. Obviously, C.J. Mosley hopefully comes back. Um, yeah. He adds to that line linebacker group, so I think we're like pretty solid there. But either you know, veteran safety, a cornerback pass rusher like Judon and, and Richard Sherman. Definitely uh definitely excited about those two. Mr. Kennedy. I like Judon too. We obviously have a big hole at edge rusher. Um another edge rusher, Leonard Floyd from the Ram from the Rams. I would like him. Sherman, I definitely like for cornerback. Kawan Williams also from the 49ers. He's a free agent. That'd be nice and obviously they already know the Salah scheme. So there's a couple names right there. Yeah, I, I don't really love Richard Sherman too much, um, maybe as a veteran leader, but I think Richard Sherman's best football is behind him. He looked pretty washed this year. Um, hopefully I'm wrong if they bring him in, but um, I like uh, Witherspoon from the San Francisco 49ers, the quarter cornerback who is in the prime of his career. That one would excite me a little bit more. 
Uh, Judon, like you guys mentioned, I don't know if he's really a fit for this defense. Um, they play a lot of three, four in Baltimore. Um, we haven't really had the best of luck bringing in uh, free agent linebackers from Baltimore. So, uh, uh, obviously that two got, they're two different guys, Mosley and Judon, but I'm just saying the guy I really like a lot is, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I, I get it. He's from Baltimore, but not really, but that was a guy I really wanted the Jets to trade for in the off season. I thought he would have been really good value. Um, probably not going to end up back in Baltimore. If I had to take a guess, he's probably going to hit the free agent market. And like you guys said, we really need pass rushers in the worst possible way. And I think he could really strive here as an edge rusher, um, you know, playing alongside Quinn and Williams uh, on that defensive line. You know, you can stand him up. You can do a lot of different things with him. Um, Solomon Thomas is an interesting one. Tore his ACL last year with the 49ers. Obviously, familiarity with Robert Sala. You could kind of sell him on that one year prove it deal probably won't call I don't even know if he'll be ready for opening day to be honest with you um depends how the knee is holding up but a guy with talent and obviously does like playing for Robert Sala I think I even heard something about him praising Sala which isn't uncommon that seems to be the uh the common theme with the San Francisco 49ers um Marcus May is a priority that's that's for sure I'm sure we could all agree on that um definitely Otherwise, safety, I'd maybe roll with Ashton Davis. I I think uh, we're, we're pretty sure that uh, <laughs> Bradley McDougald was a bust and we won't be seeing much of him around here anymore. But there's some guys that could shake free of other teams, man. Uh, there could be some big cuts in Philly. There could be some big cuts in Dallas. Uh, a guy, Demarcus Lawrence, would really excite me if he shook free of the Cowboys. I think he's really underachieved the last two years, and I, I don't think he'll cost you a ton. And is a great fit for this uh, familiar. His best football came with Chris Richard. Um, Jalen Smith could shake free the Cowboys as well, as they're facing some cap dilemmas. And the Saints also have some big cap issues. Uh, Marcus Lattimore would be great if they could trade for him. So there, there's definitely some names out there on the uh, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, just sticking on the theme of free agency here, guys. As we uh, you know shift away from our fans, we really appreciate the uh, fan questions. Go, good discussions as always. Is there any particular free agents that you guys would kind of back up the truck for? Like, give me, give me your one free agent that would really get you excited that you would have no problem opening up, giving a blank check to. Um, I think I can guess. I know you guys pretty well by now. I'll, I'll see if my guesses are correct. So who, who wants to go first and enlighten me? I'll go first. If I had to choose one, I'm going Allen Robinson. I'm one for one. <laughs> uh, we need a wide receiver one badly. I mean, the guy has really been a great wide receiver with almost terrible quarterback play from Trubisky. I don't even know who the guys in Jacksonville were. The Bortles probably, like, just underachieving quarterbacks. And if we bring in Deshaun Watson or a proven quarterback in here and we add Allen Robinson, I'm I'm all for it. I'm buying a jersey potentially. I'm getting excited. <laughs> it's never good to buy a jersey. <laughs> never, never, never good. Doesn't work out well for me always. I haven't uh, bowing since Mark Sanchez, so that's that says a lot. You're saving a lot of hard-earned <laughs> money, and I salute that. That's a great choice. Great, great decision making. The Sam jersey will probably be in the Salvation Army <laughs> in like two months, but hope maybe not. Who knows? So, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, we we still thinking over there, or we we got our guy identified. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm just gonna throw Ngakwe out there. I didn't think 
he doesn't strike me at that as the type that Joe Douglas would pay back the truck up for. But I gotta go wide receiver. I was gonna say Allen Robinson, but my man Lorenzo said him, so I'm gonna say Kenny Galladay. But there's who knows who's gonna shake loose. That's that's always a big question. And injuries are kind of a concern and the fit with Denzel Mims and stuff like that. But I would just love to pay a weapon and get a true number one in here. Yeah, I, I don't love Galladay. Um, he would give me a little bit of hesitation. The injuries, I don't know how he would translate long-term. He doesn't really, he's more of a physical specimen than a guy who is really good at creating separation. He's going to kind of have to muscle his way off the line of scrimmage. He doesn't have that elite speed. I would, I don't know how that would translate for a long-term deal. I really don't. I, I think there's some other guys out there do love Allen Robinson. Uh, but my guy is Chris Godwin, and I think his best football is ahead of him. I think he's getting overshadowed a lot by the Bucks, playing with Mike Evans, a guy who's had seven straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons. That's pretty unheard of. Now that the Antonio Brown uh, – you got the Antonio Brown situation there. You got Rob Gronkowski. Of course, you have to – I just think Godwin's getting overshadowed, and I don't know if the Bucks will bring him back. Um, they have some big free agents. Uh, another guy, another good one is Levante David on the defensive side of the ball that we didn't discuss. Um, you have him, you have Godwin, and you have Shaq Barrett, another guy who would be a welcome yeah. addition to this defense. Uh, one of the best sack artists in the last, what, two years? Well, led the league in sacks last year. This year, I know he's up there too. So um, I would go Godwin, who we should have drafted over our Darius Stewart in the uh, – <laughs> The tw- that that draft was just oh my oh, god we so passed bad. on Watson Mahomes and we passed on Godwin we can't passed on Kittle Dalvin Cook we passed we we passed on a lot of good players that draft um but uh, I I would say Chris Godwin man I really would I would go Chris Godwin on offense and then on defense I, I guess I kind of have to say Ngakwe because I said him let I said him in the last segment but um yeah I, I'd probably say Yannick Ngakwe um still in the prime of his career and that's the type of guys we need to be signing not Richard Sherman who's what 32 now I think I read if it's a one-year deal I've never heard of a bad one-year deal but oh yeah definitely uh, one-year deal for yeah him. exactly it would, it would have to be something like that yeah, but somebody's gonna give him more than a one-year deal and if he's taking a one-year deal why yeah. is he taking a one-year exactly. deal to come play for the Jets he's gonna want to win exactly and he's a West Coast guy too so true um I would probably say and another good one for offense and as well is obviously Joe Tooney, who Douglas wanted to play, uh, pay a lot of money to last year, which caused the Patriots to franchise tag him. Uh, how would we feel about to- – like, let's just say if we had to prioritize here, would you rather pay Tooney a lot of money or would you rather pay Robinson, Godwin, mm. or Galladay? I guess, I guess the receivers, like you guys said, but Tooney's a big get for that offensive yeah. line, man. We have I to think- pr- protect whoever's playing quarterback. I think it's dependent on – our draft and if we trade for Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Um yeah. if we trade leave, back leave Deshaun out of it, man. That's okay, a yeah. hype dream at this point. I'm just saying it's it's a possibility. But like it, it all depends on what's going I think I'd rather sign Allen Robinson and just try to find a guard late first round, early second. You can always find um solid guards there then, but I think you gotta go Allen Robinson. Yeah, like like Lo just said, it, it kind of depends on like the alternatives for me. So if we get Tooney, like who's our wide receiving alternative, and if we get like Allen Robinson, who's gonna who's gonna be the guard alternative, you know? So that, but, that is very tough. Some, 
Yeah, let me give you some scenarios here. Okay. Let's say the Jets signed Joe Tooney. Would you sign up for, let's just say, Curtis Samuel as a receiver? So you go, let's say the Jets offseason, their three big signings are Joe Tooney on offense. Let's just say, let's make you guys happy, Matt Judon on defense, and a Curtis Samuel. Like, is that enough for you? Because that's pretty good. I think that's – Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good for me. And who do we draft with that? Do we get a Kyle Pitts if we trade back? Who knows, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. Like, if we get one of those guys, Curtis Samuel, Mims, like, that's pretty solid and for the future as well. I really like that point because we have to know what we're doing in the draft because yeah. – if you trade back, that really does open up a lot of can of worms. Um, but if you're taking a quarterback at two, they have to prioritize. They have to prioritize offense this offseason. They have to. You can't just have the worst offense in league history for two straight years, essentially, and not prioritize you know, the offense. And, you know why? Well, <laughs> that that was that was also going to be a, a a topic of conversation for us. So let let's just get on to that. Is there anybody that you look at this offseason and say, you know what, maybe we need to give them another look? Um, because I have one guy in mind that I think is going to get another shot here um, next year, and particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So is there anyone that maybe deserves uh, some merit here, or is everyone just shot? We need to, we need just some new blood in here. Because Gase's history shows you that everyone gets better as soon as he's gone. So it might uh, not be as loss of a cause. I'll say Chris Herndon for one. That's my guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm same same boat. What about LaMichael Piran? Definitely. He's yeah, he's like a I, I would consider him more of a backup. Yeah. I'm not really looking at him as a starter long term. You know, he wasn't he was okay, but you know, he wasn't like a starting running back in the NFL kind of player to me. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I think Ty Johnson's a better football player than LaMichael Piran. Ty Johnson was solid. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't blame you. We didn't see, like, too much of Piran. He got hurt a couple of times, but definitely not an RB1, but I, I would love to see him more next year, definitely. Guys, I think Ty Johnson could succeed in this offense. And I know that's going to upset uh, those out there that want to take a running back with a premium asset, but how many times did we see the 49ers this year take Jeff Wilson Jr., also a free agent, by the way, and just run for over 100 yards? Raheem Mostert was a career special teams player leading the 49ers offense to a Super Bowl last year. Uh, it's just every guy they seem to put back there had big days. And I I think Ty Johnson has some – the speed is there for Ty Johnson. The big playability is definitely there. The pass, catch, pass catching ability is definitely there. I don't know why we didn't utilize him more in the passing game. And instead we had to get Gore his, his 20, 25 touches a game at the end of the season when it was over. So – I, I definitely have some hope for uh, for for Ty Johnson um, this upcoming season. Some tough salary cap decisions for the Jets. Um, there's one guy in particular that you might not be thinking of, but I just happened to read what the Jets would save by cutting this particular somebody. And that would be Jamison Crowder, believe it or not. In the final year of his deal, the Jets would save about $10.5 million by releasing him. What do you guys think? Is Crowder is he worth that ten and a half million dollars? That's that's a tough one. Uh, 
I guess it depends on how they want to spend that money, but I would lean towards keeping him because he's a reliable slot receiver. But that that is a tough question to raise. Uh I, I would I would say that he's definitely worth that ten million dollars. I don't know if the alternative is like what are we doing with that money is is a great question. Like, you know, obviously I don't want to just cut Jameson Crowder for nothing just to save ten million dollars. Like, what are we doing with that? Who else are we bringing in? What else is um, part of our plan? But no, I'm definitely not. I definitely would cut him if, if you know, that option's there. But, you know, we have to see. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down like this. How much do you think Allen Robinson makes this offseason? Like $17 million a year? Yeah. $18 million a year? Yeah, I'd say that. Okay. Do you think Allen Robinson – and Jamison Crowder are comparable players? No. No. So let's just say if push came to shove. I get it. The Jets have plenty of cap space. Let's just say they have other ideas to improve this football team, and we could devote that $10 million to signing an Allen Robinson. Uh, just still spending on, just spending a little bit more in the receiver position because you still have Denzel Mims on one side, who we like a lot. There's still the draft. You could still draft somebody. And let's just say, oh, you know, we, we could do that and address this offensive line, defensive back, tight, maybe a tight pass catching tight end. Who knows? I'm cutting Jamison Crowder if push came to shove, who played, what, like nine games this year? But I, I don't really think it should be that much of a debate here. I think that's just a lot of Jet fans just thinking we don't have a lot of talent, so we kind of have to overpay good talent, if that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. BS. I, I think that's a that's a poor business model. And 29 years old, kind of always hurt. We could improve. We we definitely could improve. You sign my guy, Chris Godwin, put him in the slot. Okay, we're, we're working with something here. You maybe draft. We, we talk about the mid-rounds, and ha- that's where Douglas needs to make his money. There's an Amari Rodgers out of Clemson that could help us out and play that slot position. So slot receivers are – Good slot receivers obviously are hard to find, but I think Crowder's pretty replaceable here, guys. There's there's some good options out there, and I don't think $10.5 million for, for Jamison Crowder is the best model of doing business. So we're going to have to respectfully disagree on that one. No, I, I, I definitely agree. I just don't want to have, like, another Robbie Anderson situation where we, like, don't sign him and then sign Perriman. You know, like, if the plan is to get a Godwin, get a Allen Robinson – draft these these high these offensive players high like yeah i'm all for it but don't just cut him and then not do anything about it yeah exactly i i definitely love your plan that would be a great plan but a lot of things to be determined yeah that i i just think that we have to get creative here we have to we have to get creative and like i said he's it's actually gonna be 28 i guess he's gonna turn 29 um so We'll see. We'll definitely see. It's going to be interesting um, for sure there. Our next guy is going to be George Fant, who if we cut him, he would save about $9.7 million off the salary cap. Uh, do you think Fant is replaceable? I was I was a little wrong on George Fant this year. I got to be honest with you. That was a signing that uh, Sean and myself really did not like at all. Didn't see the the plan there. 
but he he had some moments this year. So do we think George Fant is worth nine point seven million, or do you think maybe we need to look into drafting more of a long term solution than than George Fant, who by the way isn't old. He's not old. He's gonna be twenty eight. So kind of the prime of his career. Yeah. Um, I think I would keep him. I know it's new coaching staff and stuff, but I kind of want the same guys on the O line. We've been having so much offensive line turnover these last few years. So I would just lean towards keeping him, but who knows what Joe Douglas' plan is really. Yeah, I would I would definitely want to keep him as well. I think he performed better than a lot of people expected to. Um, I think I read that like he hasn't even been playing football for that long. And like the like the Seahawks kind of just like found him out of nowhere. I think he played basketball or whatever, but you know, he's still learning the position. Obviously he had his best year, I believe, with the Jets. So, you know, hopefully he can keep improving. It was his first year really starting yeah. Um, in the NFL for the Jets, which is exactly why I just didn't understand what the logic was paying him all that money. Um, and good thing they drafted a left tackle in the first round because I guess, I mean, things really couldn't have gotten that much worse this season. But maybe Sam would, would be killed if we had George Fant as our left tackle. So maybe right tackle was, was his position all along. And yeah, he's, he's a solid player. And I've seen a lot worse, especially at the tackle position. Maybe he's worth it. Uh, maybe he is. And like I said, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but if you're out there and you kind of have all these holes on the offensive line, I think Douglas kind of wants to keep some of the same combo together. I don't think we need to be replacing everybody again on the offensive line. I think if you can go in with, with Fant and Becton, address the guard position, maybe maybe I like the guy a lot, Corey Lindsley from the uh, Green Bay Packers. We saw him completely mauling guys this weekend for the Packers against the Rams. Maybe move McGovern to guard. I, I, I wouldn't hate that one um, at all. And uh, I think, like I said, Douglas kind of wants some continu- continuity on the uh, the offensive line. Moving on to another – I don't think this one – this one's a little bit easier. Um, I'm just looking up the exact number here. That's Henry Anderson. I know he would save the Jets a good amount on the cap. Do we think – is there anyone that wants to keep Henry Anderson around who's kind of been – other than getting roughing the passing – roughing the passer penalties – I don't think, yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, nine point five, nine and a half million dollars. They would, they would dead cap of one point three million. I don't think there's much of a of a debate there. Is there yeah, anyone challenging me there? That's an easy cut. Yeah, easy cut for me as well. Easy cut. I really liked the trade at the time, and I really liked re-signing him, but he, he just, had a good first year. That's about it. <laughs> it was a pretty good first year, though. I got to be honest with you. And, it was. It was. It just, it, it never really amounted to too much there. So, guys, we're running out of time here. We are, but don't think we forgot about this, folks, because you knew we had to get to it. The quarterback position. We're going to have our, <laughs> our weekly debate. We're going to try not to make it into a weekly debate here. Where's everyone's minds at with the quarterback position? Has anybody, does anybody have any new ideas? It was today, January 19th, recording this podcast. What's everybody's decision on what we're doing at quarterback? We'll call it like our, like, yeah, I, that's where I wanted to start, you know? Yeah. Weekly check-in. So Uh, let's go, let's go to a particular somebody here. Cause I'm a little curious to, to hear this one. 
this one could change, uh, folks, by the week. But let's go, Sean. Uh, I'm taking Zach Wilson. Obviously, that's let's just assume Deshaun Watson's out of the picture. Good point, Zach, Sean. Zach Wilson's no, the no pick. Watson. Yeah, yeah, Zach Wilson, the pick, definitely. Why overfeels? Is there any particular reason? Uh, I just like his his arms live. He has he has a big arm. Uh, he can change the slot like Mahomes. I think he's a little bit overrated, like scrambling, but I think he has a way better like pocket presence than Fields. But I, and I've read some things about him and his fit in the uh, Shanahan offense. So that that's my pick as of now. Wow. Um, I I change my opinion on this like every day. Honestly, I think I'm gonna go if we stay at two. Don't trade back. Take Wilson. Um, no, no, but what are what are we doing? What are we oh, doing? What are you're, we... <laughs> you're making the decision right now. You, I'm the decision the general maker. manager. <laughs> you are Joe Douglas. What are we doing here? It's not if this, if that. If it's up to Mr. Lorenzo Lagares. Okay. What are we doing? Oh, we're keeping Sam 100%. Trade back. Wow. 100%. You know, I'll give it 95%. 95%. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't give it 95%. Heart All right, fine. Don't let him influence your decision. You know Stay with conviction. <laughs> Hundred percent. We're taking Sam. I mean, we're keeping Sam. We trade back. We build around him. Trust in the process. Trust in Salah. Trust in the floor. And we keep Darnold. <sighs> this is gonna upset some people. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I might get. I might get personally attacked here. Right now, January nineteenth. Looking at the landscape of the draft. Thinking Deshaun Watson's a pipe dream not knowing much about Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Uh, these people on Twitter really crack me up. I, I would love to know how much of BYU football, and I respect your opinion, Sean. I'm not taking anything away from it. Mm. But at least, you know, you're not personally attacking us here like some of our uh, uh, draft experts on Twitter for, for having a different opinion than them. Folks, you're allowed to have a different opinion than somebody else. Um, but I think I would accumulate picks and trade back with Sam Darnold and I'm going to explain kind of the reasoning why here. You don't have to pick up. I get it. You're taking a little bit of a gamble. I would pick up his fifth-year option because if he were, if you really have that much confidence in Sam, not – and you, I listen, Sean, just hear me out here. Let's just say if you really have that much confidence in him to not take a quarterback at two, you have to pick up the fifth-year option. You have It's either all in or nothing there. Okay, because let's just say, because if you're picking up his, his fifth year option, you're assuming it's going to go well. Otherwise, what are you doing? Draft a quarterback. You have to be 100%. So there's, and 25 million for a guy that's playing at an above average level is not a bad deal, especially the first year in a new offense. You know, that, that's, that, that should not be the immediate turnoff. I get it. It's appealing to, to rebuild with um, a quarterback, the second overall pick. I get it. But this is what I would do. It's not what I think. They're, I think they're probably going to draft the quarterback. Um, but uh, what I would do is I would trade back. I would trade back to eight with the Carolina Panthers. Um, if I had the pick, obviously four or five would be appealing. But just teams kind of just based off my gut feeling that would be desperate to trade up for a quarterback. Carolina definitely um, is one that's going to be looking for quarterback help. I don't think they're going to be rolling with Bridgewater next year. You say, let's just say they trade back to eight. They get a first this year, a second this year, a first next year, and let's say a third next year. 
That's four picks, and that's putting it very, very, very kindly. It could easily be two number ones and two number twos, and a number three somewhere. Okay, easily. We've seen it. Be, we've seen it been done before when the Eagles traded up for Carson Wentz or the Rams. Tra- I get it's the number one pick, but still, we've seen it before with teams. The, the Washington at the time Redskins traded up for RG three, gave up everything for him because they identified their guy. So. That's definitely appealing to me because this team is devoid of talent, and I don't know how much drafting Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is going to solve everything because let's just say he comes in here. Let's say Fields or Wilson comes here next year, gets killed, and then what? We run him out of town after three years too because he's had nothing to work with. So just some mm-hmm. some uh, food for thought there. Yeah. What does my gallery say? I Like you said, I'm not going to be someone to – attack you because you want Sam like I wouldn't be mad if we kept Sam I would disagree obviously but the idea of training back and getting even more picks that's that would be great um you know if they do decide to go with Sam I'm rooting for him the whole way like I can talk myself into a new offense Malafor stuff stuff could happen but I would just lean the other way but I definitely don't see it as this some crazy plan you know yeah we do love the LaFleur family it's Mike LaFleur (laughs) Mike LaFleur. Is his brother Matt? How'd I get that His brother's Matt. He's the coach of the Packers. Mike, okay. Mike LaFleur, and uh, we're big fans of the LaFleur family. Best of luck in the NFC Championship game, Matt. Um, Let me ask you one thing, and let's say they trade back to eight. Just hypothetically, so I've been doing this a lot in my mock drafts on my downtime. Who would you take? Because are we all in agreement right now that if they – don't take a quarterback at two. They must trade back because I hate the idea yeah. of taking a non-quarterback at two. I think that's a waste of a pick. If you're staying at two, you take a quarterback. If not, you accumulate assets. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. So, what's on it? Who's on everybody's radar, non-quarterback wise? Who are some trade back options that we're like? We're gonna obviously discuss the draft at great lengths. Um, I'm gonna get into some future plans here of the show um, pretty soon, but. Uh, what's what? Who's who's a target for all you guys? There's there's a lot of holes and there's a lot of places they could go at eight. Um, the edge out of Miami, Rousseau, uh, certain from Alabama. Who knows how early that he would go? Devontae Smith. I mean, there's a lot of options. No defense, <laughs> but that it, it, no defense with our first first round pick, please. Yeah, Alliance. I think I think I like uh, Jamar Chase if he's there at eight. Kyle Pitts potentially. Um, Obviously, this is early. You know, who knows what, how this whole three, you know, next four months is going to go in terms of people trade, you know, their mock drafts are going up and down. But yeah, I think Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, one of those two for me. A tight end. You might get crushed, man, by saying we should be taking a tight end. Are you sure about that? You want to, you want to put your name to that? I'm putting my name to it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think obviously you guys talk about the receivers. How about Rashawn Slater? from Northwestern, who is Daniel Jeremiah's number one tackle. I think that would not be I, – I think that would be a pretty good option there. Um, like, I mean, we were just saying how good George Fant was. But at the same time, you can still cut George Fant after the draft, no? I don't know how that works with uh, with the deadline. Or maybe even trade George Fant for uh, a day two or three pick for a team that, that needs tackle help. Um, this is the NFL. There's always – 
teams looking to get better on the offensive line. So I would say Slater. Um, I love all the receivers. Sucks that Chris Olave um, opted to return to Ohio State for his senior year. So that was definitely a guy I was looking at. How about a pass rusher? How about a pass rusher? We haven't had one of those in forever. Yeah. Um, so that's that's definitely where we're at there. And like I said, we're going to get into some future plans. We will have – I don't know, boys. I got to see what's uh, how's, how the, uh, the content schedule is working out because I would like us to do a mock draft, I guess, after the Super Bowl because that will be when everyone – uh, we'll have their spots solidified, so we don't want to waste any time there. So we'll do a post-Super Bowl mock to kick off the, the true offseason for the NFL. We'll do a, a post-free agency mock, and we'll do like a episode for the draft final mock. How does that sound? Three mocks, three chances to change our minds. No trades. Maybe two. What do you guys think there? W- what should the rules be? I don't like. I don't like trades because... You know, if it's not a, a certain trade, I don't want to, you know, you're, but, you're for Mr. Another team. but you're Mr. Trade back, though. That, yeah, that but would I help want, you. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I want it to be solidified first so I know who I'm picking, where I'm picking them. But that's just me. Okay. Sean, uh, what are we thinking here? This is, you know, this uh, is a uh, this is democracy. Like, I think trading back is a big part of the decision. So, you kind of want to include that, but that that is tough to do for mocks. So I don't know. Okay, so let's just let's just compromise here. First one, no trades. After that, free game, because we'll have free no agency. Listening. They need to. Uh, th- this is another really important thing. They need to have the plan at quarterback by mid March, early March. As soon as March hits, you need to have a plan. You need to start letting free agents know. Hey, this is who. If you're Allen Robinson, you need to know who's throwing you the football coming in here you can't be coming here hey is it a rookie is it darnold is it uh, james morgan lol <laughs> yeah um you need to know who's throwing you the football because this guy is obviously a big part of you playing out that contract and not getting cut from a, a front-loaded contract so um that's an important thing and that's that's what a competent organization needs to do because if they don't have the decision in march they're what are we doing here what are we doing here you need to be strong with your conviction you have that's plenty of time for you to sit down Analyze the tape. Make whatever phone calls you need to make. Have a plan by the time we start bringing guys in here. Um, is or what do you guys think? Are we just uh, you know free winging it? You're 100 percent right. They they have to have a plan. They have to have it soon. Real soon. Real yeah. soon. So that's gonna do it for today, boys. Always a pleasure. And like I said earlier in the program, if you finished, congrats. You watched till the end. That means hopefully you liked what you heard. So leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Definitely helps out the show. We really appreciate it. We'll be back either later this week. The Robert Sala press conference is on Thursday. So we will definitely recap that. Uh, Hopefully he'll finalize the staff before next week. Maybe. Who knows? But the main point is we'll be back. And as always, go Jets. Go Jets.